What up, peeps? It's Don Bell from CBS3. You are listening to Lauren Ree Live on Water Ice Radio. Hey, everybody. What's up? It's your girl, Lauren Ree, from the Lauren Ree Live show on Water Ice Radio. And Jay, yeah. we are back, yo. I know. Like, no, no, back, back. Like chiropractic. That's exactly <laughs> right, everybody. We are back like chiropractic. You guys, we have a new location in a home I'm so excited to tell you about. Shout out to Brooklyn Bowl in Philadelphia, everybody. The new Brooklyn Bowl. The new Brooklyn Bowl. And they let us come. Yeah. They let us be our new home. So we worked every- it out. We worked it out. So, everybody, the Lauren Re Live Show and Water Ice Radio, we have a new home, Brooklyn, the new Brooklyn Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to tell you more about Brooklyn Bowl. But we have a really, 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 really good guest today. And I'm really excited to talk to him because he is an Emmy Award winner. Yeah. Right? Trophies. Uh, trophies out <laughs> here, right? But we don't come to y'all with no, you know. And arguably the best dressed man in Philadelphia. Walk or, <laughs> definitely on the news. Definitely on the yeah, news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because sure. he is a, a sports anchor as well. He is with CBS3. And I think you guys know him. I'm sure you do know him. Mr. Don Bell, everybody. Welcome to the show. Yo, what is up? That <laughs> intro, though. Like. Listen, you know what's funny? And we're going to talk about her a little bit more. But your wife said the same thing when I interviewed her. She was like, well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, you guys you guys make a brother feel good. You got to give your flowers. You got to give your right flowers, here. right? But thanks for coming on the show. Oh, thank man, you, good to be you. here, especially this beautiful venue, man. And uh, to be back with you guys. Two years. Yeah. And you guys are in person. That's what's yeah. up, man. Two Crazy. very long years. And, I mean, we're just, we're just thankful. We're just blessed to be back in the space. And you're our first guest, so we're really I'm, excited I'm about honored. that. I'm yeah. honored. Thank you. So let's get started. So um, you went to school for journalism. You went to BU. Shout out mm-hmm. to BU. My sister went there as well. Yep. Um, That's Boston University for Boston y'all. Boston University, <laughs> Not Brandeis. No. Not, let me Boston go down the list. University. Binghamton. Right? You know? Yeah. And you're a New Jersey native, right? Yeah. So tell us about how you really got interested into getting into journalism. Yeah, I'm from North Jersey, so don't hold that against me. I grew about 25 <laughs> minutes out of uh, out of Manhattan. Okay. And um, I was just always a journalism junkie, man. Okay. And the thing is, at the time I got into journalism, I didn't really know it was journalism. So, you know, as a kid, I used to just steal my dad's newspapers in the morning on my way okay. to on my way to school getting on the cheese bus <laughs> and and i just like to to read as many periodicals as i possibly could as a kid just flipping through things you know uh beyond just the photos okay actually reading the words right. and and it was it was just fun it was just something i got into i didn't realize what i was setting myself up for mm-hmm. at the time so let's fast track a little bit i guess you knew you were going to go to school for journalism no idea you no idea no idea Really? No, you just knew you enjoyed. Nah, it, I was just like, like eh. I was like, I gotta go to college. Um, I'm gonna get this education. I didn't really. It's so. Can you, you imagine? Like, there's some kids who know what they want to do yeah. when they're like 13, 14 Absolutely. years old. Like, I was never that dude. Yeah. Like, I yeah. like I, I'm like kind of jealous of people who kind of have that that conviction early on. But um, I went to school and and I majored in political science and journalism, so I had an idea. But I didn't really commit until journalism until after I graduated. I worked for a year at a law firm in Manhattan. Okay. And I was trying to decide whether I wanted to go to law school or go to grad school for journalism. Mm. And I was so addicted to sports and, and communication. I was like, yeah, this will work. It, it's, time to t- it's time to take a deep dive as opposed to going to, to law school. So glad I did. So your addiction to sports, were you an athlete? 
I was, yeah. I mean, definitely growing up. I mean, we played all day, every day. Mm-hmm. You all know? year. Oh, all yeah, year. All year. Yeah. It's so weird because I feel like kids don't play now, no, we, dog. We talk like, about this all the time. Like, what a time to be alive when you actually went outside and played. All the time. They had to make us come inside. And yes. Also, like, you played every sport. Yes. Like, you weren't just like a specialist in one thing. You right. played baseball. You tried it. You at least tried it for a season. If you didn't like it, you played something else. So I was competitive as hell, yeah. man. Like like Foursquare. Tell me y'all played Foursquare. <laughs> of course. Like, <laughs> Foursquare was like my – I just loved it. So I just loved playing everything. And I played in high school. And then once the decision came to possibly play in college, mm-hmm. you know, I took what some – What sport rec- was this? Football. Football, okay. Yeah, and I, I took some recruiting trips. Mm-hmm. Um, not big colleges, but schools like Lehigh. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and I was like, like – FCS schools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, huh, getting the education and playing at the same time is hard. It's very hard. Mm-hmm. I was like, unless you're going pro, for me, I just made that decision. I was like, let me lean into the books. Yeah. Yeah. So you made the decision, and um, definitely you were doing more journalism. Um, and then you just – what was your first like – I know we talk a lot to a lot of reporters, and they talk about these little towns – that you get sent to. Mm-hmm. Um, what was like your um, first like gig out of college um, doing Y'all, journalism? I got so lucky. I was so fortunate. My first gig was in Sarasota, Florida. Wow. Okay. Which for people who don't know, that's like 40 minutes south of Tampa. Uh-huh. So we actually covered some like, we covered spring training, which is yeah. great. So we got to cover Major League Baseball. Right. We okay. covered the Tampa Bay Bucks. So, and the Tampa Bay Rays. So I got to cover some professional teams in my first gig and also i was on a beach like five days a week <laughs> you know what i mean my apartment complex had a pool it was like it was great so i wasn't in like off. yeah i wasn't in like paducah kentucky or like Idaho. somewhere in south dakota like i was i was super fortunate yeah so how long did you stay in florida i was there for 14 months okay and then my next gig was in st louis again oh nice big great yeah. great sports town yeah, food sure. is crazy in st louis by the way yo all the stuff, <laughs> toasted the ravioli, like, easy. yeah, yeah. So I was there for a year and a half, and then I came to Philly. Right. Um, now, mind you, I haven't been in Philly the entire time. I also worked at ESPN and Fox Sports, and then came back to Philly. So, okay. um, but yeah, it's been it's been a it's been a fun run. So, those names that you just put out, like ESPN, Fox Sports, those are really big networks. Um, what's the difference between working at those types of networks versus being a more local um, sportscaster? It's it's your job is different, right? Because when you work at ESPN, you got to find a way to care about the Kansas City Royals playing Cleveland on a random Thursday. Okay. <laughs> okay, and you have a to double kn- header. a double header, <laughs> and and you have to know something about it. Right. Whereas here, I love the fact that you get to dive into one team in particular, and mm-hmm. you get to know not only the players, but like when I was a reporter in this town, mm-hmm. reporter slash anchor, it was great. I got to know everybody. Like, I got to know, like, McNabb and, and, and when T.O. was here and all those mm. people. Like, you get to know the players. You develop a, a relationship. A relationship. Yeah. You start to know their, they trust their you. wives, their girlfriends, their family, because you see them in the hallway after games. You talk right. to them, like, Jeremiah Trotter's family. Like, you're on the planes with them when you fly oh, to, to, the, the, um, yeah, to away, uh, away yeah. games. And it's just like, it's it's – there's so much more depth okay. when you get to do it on a local level. So, reporter or anchor, do you have a love for you have love for both? I'm sure. Yeah. But do you prefer one or the other? I feel like I'm a, has, a house cat now. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like I like getting out and reporting, but at the same time, That's man, I, yo, travel's not what it used to yeah. be. Mm. Yeah. You know what I'm for saying? Sure, like, yeah. think about how much easier travel was growing up. 
just getting through TSA and security was <laughs> easy. Now, it's now. crazy. <laughs> Yo. You can bring your own food in and stuff like that. Like yeah. now, it's just like give you got to give them your blood to get, <laughs> get through security. It's My crazy. goodness, right? So you get there three hours early and stuff. Yeah, like that. yeah. It's it's a grind when you travel for work now. So take us through like your day, like how like how early do you your wake routine. up? Your routine, like how does it? Yeah. Work? So. You know, when you start to get a little older, I'm not trying to sit here and sound like I'm 50 <laughs> or anything, but uh, <laughs> whatever you get to my, my age. No, my, my but I just start, like, I can't sleep in anymore. Okay. I don't know what happened to me, but, like, I'm up at, like, 8, 8.30 every day. That's early for me. Okay. It's because early for me, too. Because remember, <laughs> I, I work until 11.35 at night when 11 o'clock news is over. Okay. So when I'm up early, you know, I'll get my workout in, um, hang out with the wife, mm-hmm. uh, do all my photography stuff prepare for work, go in. I'm in the office by 3 o'clock wow. or so. That's um, a long day. Yeah, and then shows at 4, 5, 6, 10, and 11. Day over. Okay. So it's, it's and lot. I just do that five days a week. Yeah. Wow. That's, yeah. So you, um, we're going to talk about your photography because I know that's another one of your passions. Right. Um, but you, you fit it in. Like, how do you do work-life balance? You have a beautiful wife. Um, you guys travel a lot, and you both have really grueling schedules. Like, it so looks how do you like you are living the dream. It's like yeah. it, it, it looks really good. <laughs> Yo, I'm tell you. Oh, okay, it can happen. It's black love, and it's <laughs> Yo, I thank you. Listen, I, I, I appreciate it's y'all. Top tier. You know what it is? It's just a lot of balancing, man. It's a lot of like getting together over morning coffee and like, what you got today? What you got today? <laughs> and then we just kind of go through the list. Like, we start the week off that way. Like, what's what's big on your schedule? And then we try yeah. to weave the stuff in. Mm-hmm. But I think the biggest thing is we just have to be super flexible because covering sports, you know, y- the schedules change, mm-hmm. right? Like, the Sixers playoff schedule, right? You think they're going to sweep. You think there's only <laughs> going to be <laughs> – Yeah, you think there's only going to be four and games. You want to get a break. Yeah, and then all of a sudden there's game five. And there's game six. And so you just have to adjust and roll with the punches. And yeah. along the way, your life is just kind of you're, you're juggling it every yeah, step of the way. I would imagine being in sports, especially like around playoffs, because like you said, like you don't really know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they might do better than, than you thought. Or right. Yeah. They thought, or, you're just, or sometimes they don't even make it. Right. right. So then you kind of figure out how you're going to – what, what are you going to cover in the news Like, well? Like here's an example, right? Jay Wright, Villanova. They get into the tournament. We were like – you know, I think this is a good team. Mm-hmm. If they get red hot, they'll get to the next weekend. They'll get to, like, the Sweet 16, right. maybe the Elite Eight. Maybe, yeah. These dudes in the Final Four. So it Crazy. changes your whole life for three weeks. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, you are grinding until the very end. Yeah, because you – yeah. I, I mean, you think you think with all these other teams they have. And then he retires. Players. He's annou- uh, retiring. He announces he's retiring. And then you're like, okay, I got more work to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then your whole day just blows up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, that's good. So we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to talk more about photography because mm-hmm. I know people know you're a photographer, but you are really, really, really good at your photography. And we want to know how you got into it and how it became one of your passions. So everybody hold tight. It's your girl, Lauren Reed, right here with my guy, Jay the Gentleman. Yeah. And we're here with Don Bell, and we will be right back. Hey, everybody. It's your girl, Lauren Reed, from the Lauren Reed Live Show on Water Ice Radio. What's up, Jay? I'm good. Jay the Gentleman here, and uh, I'm very excited for this season. I am, everybody, because we have a new home. Yes, the new home, Brooklyn Bowl in Fishtown. Yes, you guys got to come out and check it. It is a beautiful space. And more than just a concert venue, Brooklyn Bowl's 12 downstairs bowling lanes, 
Blue Ribbon Restaurant and Special Event Space are open Wednesday through Sunday with no cover charge. Yeah, so whether you're looking for bowling, great food, or even just live music, make Broken Bowl and Fishtown your next night out destination. For full calendar of events and more information, please visit brooklynbowl.com slash Philadelphia. See you there. I'll be here. All right. All right, welcome back. Welcome back. Jay the Gentleman, Lauren Reed Live. Hey. Lauren Reed. We got Dom Bell, Water Ice Radio, waterice.com. And we're going to get right into our next topic of discussion. Yes. Photography. Photography. What was the main drive to for you to get into it? Uh, we've seen your work. You've done a lot of really dope stuff. Yeah. Um, can you just talk about, like, your process, like, finding whatever inspires you to take a picture and go Yeah, you know what? It, it's, like, it's like if I'm not – shooting photography i don't feel complete you know i'm not quite happy i'm a little grumpy (laughs) so it's just it's you know some people are addicted to a lot of different things whether they know it or not i luckily i'm addicted to photography and image making and art um over over other things that you could be so uh, for me i'm not quite sure when it when it started um it's just that it's something i was always interested in as a kid i was always kind of ripping photos out of magazines that i like and just kind of keeping them on on my wall and Mm. they turn into posters even when they're not intended to be so uh, along with the sports posters as well and just had a serious appreciation for it you know, my parents um, gave me a camera when I was when I was younger. Nothing crazy. I mean, some disposable cameras yeah. and things like that, and the shot film. And I just kind of never stopped. You know, yeah. I mean, certainly there are some points in my life where I didn't do it very seriously, um, but I always got back to it. Got back to it. Yeah. And so, is it a part of like your daily routine as well? Like, do you try to shoot every day or? something or do you have a certain time where you're like i'm just going to be shooting right now there's i'm doing something photography based almost every single day mm-hmm. it, it may not be shooting sometimes it's editing sometimes it's just looking through a flo- photo book you know getting inspiration writing down ideas but i'm working on it every single day and you know it's interesting you know people always talk about like it doesn't feel like work because it's your passion yeah. uh-huh. Um, and it doesn't because I do client work, but I don't do it all the time. Mm. And so that's pretty good because it allows me to just kind of create freely without having the pressures of, of uh, creating for somebody else or creating for, for cash. So money. what's your favorite thing to shoot? Like, what do you like to shoot the most? I'm really diving into portraits lately. Oh, wow. Okay. You know, there's just something about capturing an image uh, of someone and, and, and kind of showing it back to them. Um, showing them perhaps in a way that they didn't see themselves or maybe in a way that they do what they portray at that moment capturing that absolute that that second you know what's what's in that moment maybe it's a look maybe it's a posture so that's something that i've i've really kind of leaned into lately and doing a lot of film work uh with that of uh, of late yeah i feel like with a lot of your stuff that uh obviously with art good art uh evokes emotions yeah um when we did the food for thought uh, with uh, shout out to Thomas Knox. Hey Thomas. Yeah. That was a great, great event. Um, a lot of your images had some sort of emotion behind it. Is that one thing that you strive to, or it's just kind of like happenstance? Like just yeah. You know what? It's, that's definitely something that I, I strive to accomplish and it doesn't always work out that way, but most of the times it does. Okay. And, and I think that's a part of like, you know, choosing your subject wisely mm-hmm. 
and also it's your interaction with that person, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's where journalism helps me in a sense because I'm used to talking to people I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know how it is. Like yeah. what, it's like what you guys do when you go out and you have to do things for this for this podcast, etc. You may not know somebody, but you have to kind of find a way to make quick friends, yeah, and and get some type of um, some type of realness out of them. And that's one of the things that I love to do the most is is I don't want your facade. I don't want you fronting. Yeah. I want the real you or what is the real interpretation of you at this moment. Right. And so that's something I strive to do. That's nice. cool. Um, so are do you when you are shooting, do you normally know what you're gonna be shooting or do sometimes you just explore the city and walk around with your camera and get some cool shots? Like how does that work for you? Yeah, sometimes it's just it's just an ad lib. Wow. You know, like this past Sunday. It was beautiful out. I just said, you know what? I'm taking this camera. I'm taking this film stock. And um, I'm going to jump on the L. Got off at like 13th and decided to walk home. Mm-hmm. Along the way, I just end up talking to people. And I talked to about, I took probably about eight portraits on the way home. Okay. Random people. Com- we talk about random things. I'm like, yo, bro, like that's a dope bike. What do you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like that's fresh. When we end up having a conversation, can I take your portrait to take the photo? Yeah. And then now I can't wait to develop the film and see what it looks like. There's a story um, behind it. Yeah, yeah. These just these just little slices of life along the way. So I'm enjoying that a lot more these days. And um, and then eventually, I'm pretty sure that'll get a little tiring. And then I'll start to say Something schedule else. shoots with people and uh, with with concepts and and move forward that way as well. So, what's your favorite camera to shoot with right now? That was one of my questions. It was. I'm well, sorry. It's gonna be, it's gonna be more like, um, do you prefer using like the new technology or the older stuff? Cause I see that nice camera down there. Yeah. Yeah. Lately, I, I'm shooting with a Roliflex, which is a camera from 1960. Mm. So it's completely unique. And when I got it, I, listen, I'm going to spare you all the technical details. Sure. But okay. the point is when. I thought it was going to be a subtle camera, like in a street that people wouldn't necessarily stop and look at. But it's the total opposite. It's a conversation starter. It's an icebreaker. The moment people see the camera, they're like, whoa, what is this? Yes, please take my photo because I'm curious to know what What it looks like. And so um, that's been that's when what I've been rocking with lately. I'm, I'm curious to see some of the images behind that. I'm sure you got some really, really good stuff. Yeah, I've been posting stuff on IG, and, and you know, I have a complicated relationship with social media. Sometimes I post, sometimes I don't. Um, you know. Let's talk about that a little bit. Because okay. Because we talk about social media a lot, because, you know. That's what we do. That's, that's what, what you do. do. That's yeah. what we do. And full transparency moment, I tell, you know, my team all the time, like, if I wasn't doing this, I don't think that I would be on social media mm-hmm. right now at this place in my life. Um, before, maybe five years ago, Lauren, <laughs> I, w- I would post everything, right? Yeah. Um, and so how do you balance that? Like, what do you think about social media, you know, versus how, like, of course, how we grew up? Like, we didn't have this. So is it is it the enemy, or do you feel like it can, it's definitely something good, or it can be a little bit of both? It's a tug of war. Yeah. Every day, every week, there's some good and there's some bad. And the bad comes, I think, is it's really about what it does to your mind. You know, and the ping pong and around, you see something, whether it's, a, for, in my case, you know, a nice photo from somebody, uh, from a fellow photographer, and you're like, well, damn, maybe I should try that. Or, like, I see stuff, great stuff all the day, and, yeah. uh, every day, and I'm like, man, I'm kind of trash. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's just yeah. like, I may no, not I totally be, but, like, 
but that that doubt seeps into your mind and impacts you in some kind of way and then the other times it's really good because I'm able to interact with people and I get to see posts from Wooderites that make me <laughs> smile that I repost and then I hit you guys up I'm like yo y'all wallet with this one you know what I mean so it, it's like it it goes back and forth it does and as far as my personal work it's just you know, I find myself shooting, I think, some real quality work and just sitting with things for so long. I mean, I'll take I'll do a photo shoot and I'll sit on it for three months, four months, a year before I post a single photo, you wow. know, because I feel like I need to create that that space, that cocoon, um, you know, that that and protective of it, it. Yeah. Be protective of your work. So you have time to really just just um understand what you were trying to accomplish did you accomplish it it's just a real intimate experience so and sometimes you just have to keep it that way yeah, yeah. so we're going to switch gears a little bit so this is girl that i see you with a lot miss crystal <laughs> <laughs> this beautiful girl right she's actually a friend of the show and i just always wanted to know because like i said it's black love at it's, it's top tier i love y'all i'm just interested in like how did you guys meet we actually met doing a podcast Really? Yeah, we did. That's I crazy. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah. So my brother and, and I, uh, Sean Bell, and my one of my dearest homies, Marshall Harris, who also used to work in Philadelphia as a sportscaster. Now he's in Chicago. We had a podcast called Zero F's Given. Oh, okay. Love it. And we would talk about pop culture and sports. Mm -hmm. And Crystal came on one day as a guest. Mm-hmm. And she's talking all types of crazy. And I'm looking at her. I'm like, uh-huh. What? A <laughs> like barbershop I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, who invited you, dog? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So, but but nothing. That's the first time we met. Okay. I was dating somebody seriously. And honestly, I was just like, web to web, two pumps, handshake, like, Jeez. Chuck Deuces, right. thanks for joining the show. We'll let you know when it posts. All right. And then so about a year later more than we just kind of hung out for the first time just like um and it was like oh you're cool we're both available at that point and um it just kind of snowballed after yeah. that that's his history right yeah so you both pretty much kind of do like the same thing crystal is very passionate about what she does yeah i always wonder like are those home sports conversations do they get heated sometimes man listen we could do yeah <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. We we could have we could have a podcast at home. I mean, nobody talks. I, I don't know how many couples talk hoops as often as we do. I mean, it's ridiculous. Like we dive into the weeds, the X's and O's. I mean, she gets upset about how the Sixers are playing defense on a high pick and roll. Right. Why is the big man dropping? Right. He should be stepping up, hedge on the pick. Just to, <laughs> and I'm just paint. like, exactly, exactly. We're arguing analytics like, no, it's great. I mean, I love it. I never envisioned myself marrying somebody who was – in the business mm -hmm. at all but certainly not in sports because you get enough of it at work but somehow it actually enhances our life we really do enjoy That's it great. because so it works because we always talk about yeah. finding someone who you know you do the kind of the same thing understands understands like the hustle and the you know your schedule the hours. And stuff yes like that. now do you think that's a positive or or a negative being with somebody who's in the, the industry i personally um think it would have been a, po a positive I've dated people in the industry as far as like in different ways like in the music industry and okay. stuff like that but sometimes it can be a competition unfortunately yeah like especially if someone is doing a little bit better than the other and the other person is still trying to get to a certain point sometimes it can be a little bit of underlying jealousy and you think you're on the same page but you're just not and sometimes so I don't know anymore 
I, you know, I, I still, I, I still want that that someone understands what my schedule and stuff will look yeah. like. Mm-hmm. But and I, I, and I, to go off that point, I just feel like uh, people within certain industries, like music yeah. or, or news, media, whatever, they kind of PR, they kind of understand that because they're doing the same thing. They yeah. have, have like a set schedule, or maybe they have some things that come up. So I think, it, I think it might be easier, and I don't, I'm not opposed to it. Um, it's just like again, just finding that person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you man. Know, now I'm just kind of like. I just want the guy that's just waiting for me to come home. Like, he has his own thing. <laughs> right, he's right. he's okay with me, like, going to all the events. And he comes once in a while. But Yo, because guys, guys are weird about that stuff, too, man. That's what I've discovered. I mean, Crystal is, you know, we've talked about each other's past mm-hmm. and and what we bring to the table that makes life easier for each other. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I totally get if she has to work Saturday and Sunday on a back-to-back because the Sixers are playing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, do you? Then we'll we'll kick it on a Monday during dinner or whatever. Right. Like I'm, cause I, cause I've lived that life and I still do at times. So and she still travels. She does Big Ten and yeah, yeah absolutely. Like I mean, forth. this this past winter, I mean, she literally was going to Chicago every, every single yeah. week wow. to yeah. anchor shows. And um, and in her fall, she's on the road doing sideline reporting. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I get it, mm-hmm. you know. But it's it's difficult when you're dating somebody who's just like, Lauren, where where you at it? And it happens literally. Why'd you pick up your phone because yeah. I'm on air. I'm on, I can't. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Most of the time, like when we're doing this stuff, like we don't have our phones with us or whatever, or we're in a at a at a, a gala and we're not like interacting on our phones. And you come out, you got 12 text messages. You're like, yeah. yo, bro, like, like I'm working. Like literally, you, it looks like fun, right. but we're working. Yes. You know what I mean? And yeah. Someone has to be able to understand that. So that kind of takes me into my next question. Like, how? What have you guys done to kind of just maintain? Um, Again, the balance, but also just maintaining a healthy marriage and, um, you know, supporting each other. Like, how do you guys do it? You have to be really deliberate and uh, and make it a priority. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the things that we do every single day is we check in at least twice a day in a real way. Okay. In the morning when we wake up and before we go to bed at night. Like, okay, what? how was your day? Um, what was the best part of your day? Every single night. You hear so that, that, guys? He actually asked his wife <laughs> how their day was. No, not yeah. how their day he was. actually cares. Yeah. <laughs> Every single day we have to do these check-ins. And I mentioned earlier about, like, like the calendar comparison is important, mm-hmm. you know, and figuring out plotting the quality time along the way because you can't take the quality time for granted. Yeah. You know, I think some people – I think also, too, when you have – I hate to say this, regular lives. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean regular lives. I just mean – consistent schedules yeah if you work nine to five monday through friday and both people do that i think it's a little easier to find that commonality in time Mm -hmm. the fact that we don't have to do that forces us to be more aware Mm. and conscious of it and that allows us to connect i think pretty deeply that's cool what do you think the one difference that the two of you have that kind of still connect you together like a difference hmm that's man that's a good question um I don't really know. <laughs> I don't know. What do we? You, like, you, feel you're, you guys are, does it, is it something that like she likes m- more than you do or something that you have to be like, you know what, she's interested in that, so like compromise I compromise. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the compromising is, is always is always happening. It's funny. We, we mentioned travel, mm-hmm. and, you know, we do a lot of traveling together. Yeah. But our ideas of what to do on said trips 
are very different. And okay. that's where the compromise comes in. Cause she's like adventure, like she's like, here's what we're gonna do. Zipline. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, hey yo, I see the beach. We're like <laughs> all the way good. Like Factory. and so that compromise is serious, man. Like when we went to Cape Town, uh, South Africa a couple months ago. I mean, it was, you know, I really noticed it on that trip, you mm-hmm. know, because I'm like, I see sand, I'm like Gucci. And she's like, let's hit this this winery and, and do this, this safari. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just have to like, yo, eat a power bar okay. and roll. Like, okay. you know what I mean? That's yeah. good stuff. Um, again, I love you too. I, you know, and thank you for just being an example of like black love for us, and especially in the industry. Um, you know, we don't get to see a lot of positivity around that. And you guys just exemplify positivity oh, and just man. love. Thank so you. I appreciate that. You guys give me hope. It's still hope out here, y'all. It's still hope out here. But we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, travel. But we're going to talk about the Sixers, y'all. Y'all know we got to talk about the Sixers. <sighs> All right, everybody. It's your girl, Lauren Reed, right here at Water Ice Radio at Brooklyn Bowl, everybody, with my boy, Jada Gentleman, Don Bell. And we will be right back. All right, everybody, we are back. It's your girl, Lauren Reed, right here at Water Ice Radio on the Lauren Reed Live Show. And we are here with Don Bell. Uh, Don, this is such a good conversation. Yeah, um, fun. You just talked about travel. And me and Jay be like, you see where Don and Crystal at now? <laughs> <laughs> How do we get to this, right? Oh, were they just in the Maldives? Yeah, right. Saudi and South Africa? Like, <laughs> All right, so it's t- goals. Travel has to be a big part of you know what you guys like to do as well. Um, talk about that a little bit. Like, how do you guys decide where you're going to go next? Are you guys just throwing a pin up against the map and saying well, this is where we're going? Well, listen, the first thing we do is when the year starts, uh-huh. before we get to Jan 1, you know how people make New Year's resolutions? Mm-hmm. We make kind of like travel resolutions, and we exchange top five lists. Wow. Like, okay. where are you trying to go this year? Where are you trying to go? Here's my top five. And then we see if there's any overlap, and then we try to figure out time of year because we have restrictive schedules because of the sports calendar, right? Okay. Like during Sixers, she's waiting for the All-Star break, but pretty much has to work. Okay. During football season, I, it's it's really hard for me to get away. But that's how we do it. Earlier, you mentioned, you asked the question, it was a really good question. Where, where do we have differences? Here's one of the differences. When we travel, I'm telling you, <laughs> I love my wife. <laughs> the most annoying thing, we had a 15-hour flight to Cape Town, South Africa. Okay. This woman slept for 12 hours. <laughs> Don, listen. No drugs. <laughs> straight sleep. S- sat straight up like a weekend at Bernie's for 12 <laughs> Oh, I'm up almost the entire time. And I'm almost jealous. I'm almost want to like, just like, just you up? Her. What happened? Hey, yo, you up? Like, it was a little turbulence. <laughs> straight through. So my sister is just like that. Everyone knows this about me. I'm not the best flyer, right? So it's hard for me to sleep most of the time unless I take some. Right. And my sister is sleep before the plane even takes off. <laughs> oh, man. That's so how I she know is. Frustration. It's, I get it's it. It's so aggravating because you're looking like not even to stretch. <laughs> you don't have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Nothing. So I'm sitting there. I'm watching series after series after series on Netflix. Though. I'm doing like full-blown yoga in the aisle, <laughs> stretching and everything. She's passed out. So... That is a that is a frustrating thing when we travel because I'm just like I'm jealous, man. <laughs> jealous. So we all admire your trip to the Maldives. Mm-hmm. That was a long flight. She slept all through that too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we had a connection in Dubai because okay. um, we could not get a direct flight. Actually, there is no direct flight. But um, but yeah, no, it was an amazing trip. Yeah. It was absolutely gorgeous. We wanted to experience the whole villa on the water thing yeah. in the Indian Ocean, and we did that. 
and uh, it was a spectacular time. He we went for camera? my birthday. Of course, she took your camera. Let me I tell you know. something. That was the first thing he packed. That's <laughs> another thing of compromise because I carry so much gear, mm-hmm. and we got detained on the way back from Dubai because I had a drone in my bag. Oh. Have you ever been detained in another country? No, oh, it's probably scary. Yeah. It wasn't yeah, fun. It was, it she was looking not. at you like, here we go. Yeah, it was hours <laughs> of like just, just being detained. And oh, wow. But I was like, my drone, though. I need this yeah, footage, V. Uh, yes, they did. I did eventually get it back. Okay, but, okay, okay. But yeah. cool, cool. Does Crystal like to get photographed? Yes. She she likes to take them. Uh, she likes to, to to be photographed. So, yeah. Yeah, so she, yeah. yeah it worked out perfectly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, oddly enough, she hates the pictures I take of her. So of that's a whole other story. That's, but, it's, it's okay. We, it couldn't work, couldn't work any other way. It couldn't work any other way, right. So... But then you guys took a trip this year to you were in were you in South Africa? Yeah, we were Cape Town, South Africa. Okay. Um, which was, was that on the t- both of your top five lists for the year? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So we were able to settle on that, and um, it was fun, man. We had we had a blast. It was just, it's an interesting experience. That was my first time in the motherland. Okay. She's been before. Um, I think she went to Morocco, maybe somewhere else. So, it was uh, it was an interesting experience mm-hmm. as a black American. Mm-hmm going to Cape Town, going back to the motherland and, and, and um, South Africa in particular because of their history of apartheid. Like it was um, it was both beautiful and heartbreaking at the same time, mm-hmm. you know, because you can see the 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 appendages of of mm-hmm. <laughs> of the oppression, you and know, do you feel like this? Because I hear for a lot of people like when they're there, you're like, wow, I feel like I'm at home to for to a certain extent. Do you feel like the experience changed your mind in any way when you came back? Mm, I think it would have changed my mind had I not had I gone to a different country in Africa. I think I think South Africa has has that history of oppression that. To be honest, very the similarities to the U.S. are striking. Really? They are striking. Okay. Yes. So it, it didn't hit me the same way. Had I gone to Ghana. Give us an example. Like, what similarities do you think was like well, the I mean, one for you? Well, I think that there, it's so it's so interesting. We had a tour guide, um, you know, an African tour guide who was telling us about how there they do have the distinction, and people still use it, of black, colored, white. Right. Okay. okay. And colored is people of, of mixed heritage. Like and it, Yes, yeah. ex- okay. exactly. Mm-hmm. And they still kind of roll through those distinctions. Really? And as you drive down the highway, you can clear, clearly see black town, white town, because the, diff- the disparity in wealth or okay. lack there is striking. Okay. And we may not be able to see it as clearly in the United States. But listen, you jump on I-95 and you get off at certain points. Hell, you get on 676. Mm. You, it's, you go like you drive down certain streets in Philadelphia and that that go on through counties and stuff and you can see you can see the difference right um so so those things you know they, they were tough to take I mean because it's still fresh it was only like 27 years ago yeah. that right it, it ended yes so there's still like you know it's one of those it's a slow process but yeah it's still yeah there. so any more trips this year uh, we're working on it. I think we're looking at we're looking at Italy. Um, we got a couple things. And, and listen, we both lived in L.A. I know that's not not an ex- exotic um, 
destination, but we haven't been back since the pandemic, and we're, we're, we have a lot of friends that we miss there. We got to get back there. All right, one more quick question before we go to break. I mean, wrap this up. So you're taking these long flights. If I was to check your phone for your playlist right now Woo. for a long flight, what's your playlist looking like? Who's on there? Man, it's a hot like all over the place. It's all over the place, but I'm also an old school head, man. I like I like old school beats. You know what I mean? So from like neo soul, like D'Angelo, to like Mm. old school hip hop tribe is always in my steady, my steady rotation. Golden era, got it. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Everybody be looking at me crazy, but I know all the words to check the rhyme, and they're like. Yeah, you, was like you got like, to. You got to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's all over the place, so it's really versatile. It's, it's, cool. it's versatile. Who are you listening to right now? Mm. It can be new or old. <sighs> I'm trying to think. what uh, you, Man, you stumped me. Um, because to, to me, it's always a hodgepodge of like playlist stuff. Okay. You know what I mean? It's, um, it's interesting because I'm never like one album front to back anymore. I almost oh. feel like people don't really produce like good albums front to back anymore. Yeah, so it's very far and few between. Very yeah. far few in between. It is. We yeah. talk about that all the time. Mm-hmm. Who, again, who are you rocking with right now? What you, what you got? I'm gonna be honest. Um, Pusha T's uh, new album is ridiculous. Okay. Um, so I'm on that right now. I haven't really changed over to anybody else. What about you, Ray? Who are you on right now? I mean, I listen to a lot of different stuff. So uh, there's a, gr- a band called Jungle I really like. Uh, Kar- Karangbin, they're pretty dope. I like mm-hmm. a lot of just music where you could kind of like vibe out to and work. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it's just instrumental stuff. Everybody's going to laugh at me because I'm, I'm too, <laughs> too on two different spectrums. But I also like on my like spiritual journey as well. So I'm a huge Maverick City fan. Okay. So I listen to a lot of that as well. Yeah. So it just depends on the day where, right. where I'm going, where I need to Ex- be, where exactly. my Exactly. Where, where's your vibe, man? Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm a big, like, Afrobeats guy. So, okay. like, yeah. Jules out of, like, London. Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm all over the spot. Nice, nice, all nice. Over. All right, so when we come back, everybody, we're going to wrap this up. Don, we want you to stay, of course, because we could probably talk forever. <laughs> but we're going to wrap this up, and we will be right back. It's your girl, Lauren Reed, right here, Water Ice Radio. Hey, everybody, it's your girl, Lauren Reed, from the Lauren Reed Live Show on Water Ice Radio. What's up, Jay? I'm good. Jay Gentleman here, and uh, I'm very excited for this season. I am, everybody, because we have a new home. Yes, the new home, Brooklyn Bowl in Fishtown. Yes, you guys got to come out and check it. It is a beautiful space. And more than just a concert venue, Brooklyn Bowl's 12 downstairs bowling lanes, Blue Ribbon Restaurant, and special event space are open Wednesday through Sunday with no cover charge. Yeah, so whether you're looking for bowling, great food, or even just live music, make Brooklyn Bowl in Fishtown your next night out destination. For full calendar of events and more information, please visit brooklynbull.com slash Philadelphia. See you there. I'll be here. All right. All right, we're back. Lauren Reed Live, Jada's Gentleman, Lauren Reed, Don Bell. Yes, here yes. At Brooklyn Bowl, Water Ice Radio. Um, great conversations, as always. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don Bell's just the coolest. Cool, Man. guys. Thank you so much for coming <laughs> by. Yeah, yeah we so we're going to gonna start here. wrapping things up. Uh, yeah. We got to talk sports, Philly sports. A little bit. Okay. Right now, right now, I don't know when this is going to drop, but we're in the first round of the playoffs, and it's a little shaky right now for the Sixers. Yeah, suspect. Yeah. Suspect. <laughs> like, so what do you think is going on? Well, that Doc Rivers record is what I'm about to talk about yeah. at work, the fact that he continuously blows 3-1 leads. He's yeah. done it three times in his career. No coach in NBA history has done that. He's got the worst record in closeouts. So, again, I don't know when this is going to drop. Hopefully when it does we'll drop, it will have ended well. Right. Do you know? Um, so, but, but, yeah, the Sixers, I'm, I'm worried about them because James Harden, Houston Harden is not in the building. No. Mm. 
no. and that was a concern about the trade. A lot of people had that concern. Um, however, I still believe we got the better deal of the trade. I mean, the name that I do not want to, you know, bring up right now. Um, he still never played. So, I mean. And Crystal got to admit that we were right because we had her on the show. Okay. Listen, I this was it a year ago. I mm-hmm. it <laughs> but um, he still never played. So, I still think, and although we're not Houston Harden, we still had someone to at least compete. Yeah, right? contribute. Yeah. So, contribute. Yeah. But, at you least know, take a shot. Yes. At least take a shot. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if it's enough, though. I don't know if it's enough. And I think we have a lot of bright stars on the team, you know, coming up, like Maxie, of course. Um, yeah. Still some work to do there as well. Yeah, he's 21. Yeah. yeah. You know, Same think year. about what you were doing when you were 21. Like, exactly. Um, yeah, they, they do have a way to go. And I think the Eastern Conference is pretty deep. Yeah. So, you know, the Sixers. And, the, and then there's always the, the issue of Joel's health. Right. Correct. And, and you know, some of it, he's just snake bitten. And, yeah. and it's unfortunate because, you know, he's on his way to the Hall of Fame the way he continues to play, especially if yeah. he does it for several more years. How do you feel about the um, controversy about MVP with Joe? Do you think Joe is the league's MVP this year? Um, I don't. Okay. And I and I think that I'm, you know, here's here's what I don't like. I think when you are the MVP, you don't have to lobby for it. You don't have to go hard. You don't have to go hard in the paint, letting people know that you're the MVP. The Joel for MVP campaign was a little embarrassing to me as a person from Philly. I'm like, yo, I'm not going to get on my knees and whine for my guy to be the MVP. Point blank, period. So I think that obviously his play speaks for for itself. He's the first international born player to win the scoring championship, scoring title in the NBA, averaging 30. First center since Shaq. First center since Shaq, like circa what, 99, 2000. So all that stuff speaks for itself. Plus, he anchors the defense. But I do think, you know, Joker out west is, is just as formidable. You start to roll down the first person to do X, Y, and Z, he's got a bunch of those too. It's just, unfortunately for Joe, he's having his best year when two other guys are also having epic seasons. But also, to to that point, I also think because there are a lot of parity in the league, there's a lot of good players, you kind of got to have that campaign because it's like, like you said, Joker had a great season, but it's like, so did so did Joel, so did Giannis again. Like, right. there's a lot of yeah. good players out there that that, that could have a, co- a claim to it. Right. So, and I think that's where it's gonna be because it's getting to positionless basketball now. So, it's yeah. Like, why should they win? And it's like, well, he was doing this, this, this. Well, yeah. he was doing this, this, and this. Well, he right. was doing this and this and this. And so it's kind of like you gotta compare. So, I, I think the case. I think the case for Joel in which and where where I think it was fine for people to lobby is the fact that. Nobody had to go into a season where the number two, allegedly number two player on the team, Ben Simmons, decided to just not post. Mm-hmm. Right. He decided to just like, you know, I'm not playing. And yeah, if you imagine yeah. that scenario on any other team, like like if the Bucks went into camp and Chris Middleton was just like, nah, you know, I'm good. <laughs> I'm a pa- hard pass. Yeah, yeah. Like you can't imagine it. So in that case. Uh, I would say yes. All right, go ahead, Joe. Yeah. But do you still, with Joe being, if Joe continues to be healthy, um, do you see the team thriving with Doc as their coach? Yeah, man, I think that's a tough call because I think that Doc has had, um, it has been a checkered record over the last two seasons with Doc. Mm -hmm. They had the number one seed last year, 
and they lost to the, to the Hawks, a team they should not have lost to. You mentioned not. being at Game Five of that Ooh. series in the semifinals last year yeah. and how they blew a what thirty point lead or something like mm-hmm. that. Like like those things can't happen. Right. At this point, Doc Rivers is here to take you over the mountaintop. Yep, that's it. Round one won't do. Round two won't do. It's conference championship or NBA finals or bust. And so everybody's got to be held accountable when that's the case. Yeah. Say what you want about Brett Brown, but y'all went, you know what I mean? Like, how far, like, it's it's going to get to a point where you're going to be comparing the two coaches, like, who actually did better. Right. And right now, as it of this the point, they're going to the same place, yeah. which is the second round. As I'm like, Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. We'll oh, my Sixers, my guys, they, they give me anxiety so bad. <laughs> I know. It's hard. I feel like we were having the same conversation with Crystal exactly this time yeah, last year. Literally. Uh, literally. Um, but, Don, this has been great. Uh, we enjoy having you on the show. We want you to come back. Maybe we can get you and Crystal on the seat That'd together. That would be really Word. Good. Listen, listen. Yeah. These cats, I know it would be too soon, but these cats uh, messing around and go to the NBA Finals or something or even right. uh, Conference Finals. Listen. Oh. It would be great to have you back It would be great to have you guys both back for that. We definitely will we'll keep it tight for that. Yeah. Um, but real quick before um, we go, t- uh, if you could give um, the world, our audience, like one mantra that you live by that kind of keeps you going, what would that be? <sighs> um, I wish I had a tidy way to say it. Uh-huh. But I always say if you, had the, if you had to wait for the right time to do stuff, you'll never do anything. Today that. is the day. Yeah. Whatever it is, go do it. Well, Why wait? You heard it right there. That's it. That's it. And I think that's a great way to end off the show. Oh, how can they find you? Oh, on Instagram, at Don Bell Photography. On Twitter, Don Bell on CBS3. Nice. All right, everybody. That is a wrap on Don Bell. This has been an amazing show. Thank you for being our season premiere guest. Yes. We're really excited about that. Guys, make sure you are following WaterIce.com. We are your scoop to everything Philly. Mm-hmm. Um, Jay, what you got for anybody? Uh, just keep paying attention our TikTok. Yes, we you got TikTok. TikTok yo. So make sure you follow us, WaterIce TikTok. Uh, just keep out on Instagram, YouTube with the more content. Things are starting to open up. Yes, so we're, and we out here. We're going to be in the streets. They so told us to come outside. At, and we out here. We're out here. We got our outfits, so we out here. So, uh, yeah, just keep paying attention to our, our websites, our social media, yeah. and we'll be rocking it for you guys. All right, everybody. So you know how we end this show. Not all superheroes wear capes. Sometimes, Sometimes they, they wear, wear headphones. headphones. See you later. Peace.